Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, January 23rd. So hopefully everyone's made, we had some uh, nasty weather there the last uh, few days. Hopefully everyone's made it through. And as we plow ahead through winter, still have another couple months left. Uh, Hopefully the weather uh, will be a little bit more, uh, more kind to us. For this episode, I talked with two of the leaders of the Nittany Valley Writers Network. This is an organization that SCLO has had a long-standing partnership with. Uh, the Writers Network actually started in 1990. Uh, it was called the State College Area Writers Club. And so next year, the organization will be celebrating its 30th anniversary. It's been having meetings at SCLO since 2001. And I talked with the two leaders, Jennifer Delosier and Mark Shirey, about about, uh, the the inspiration and support that the Writers Network provides aspiring writers in the the area. And that's across all all genres. Mark is a poet. Um, He's actually, his full-time job is as a software engineer, but he, he enjoys writing poetry. Uh, Jennifer's actually uh, her career is in medicine, and she's but she's published a couple thriller books, and you'll hear more about their personal writing, but also what the organization provides for aspiring writers. They have meetings each month at SCLO. Now they don't have meetings uh, a meeting in January or February. They sort of go uh, dark, if you will, in the winter months. But meetings will be picking up again at SCLO in, in March. It's the second Tuesday of each month. And all are welcome, no matter experience. And, and within the writing network are other subgroups. So if you are a specifically wanted uh, a Christian writer, specific uh, fiction, poet, whatever, they have specific groups if you, if you just want to focus on that. But the general meetings are held at SCLO each month on the second Tuesday. So hopefully you enjoy my conversation with, with Jen and Mark as we discuss the Nittany Valley Writers Network. Okay, today we're uh, joined with, by, uh, with Mark Shirey and Jen Delosier of the Nittany Valley Writers Network. And um, I guess first, just start um, how how you two became involved in the organization, and and, uh, and uh, go from there in your writing career. If you want to touch on that a little. Okay, I'm a a manager of software engineers, but I've done a lot of technical writing over the years, and I write poetry in my spare time. Uh, so I sought out the Writers Network, uh, volunteered to do their newsletter, and uh, somehow volunteered my way up to co-leading it with Jen. And I started about three years ago. Um, I am a thriller writer primarily, right. although I do also write short stories. And I had just finished my first book and realized that I was in desperate need of feedback in a critique group. Had been seeing uh, advertisements about the Writers Network in the newspaper, about their meetings and things like that, and decided it was a good time for me to join. And 
um, I really enjoyed it, and there was some need for assistance with social media and mm-hmm. things of that nature, and so I moved up with Mark. Mm-hmm. That's great, and I guess that, that fascinates me is, is your engineer and your work in the medicine, and but you, and I guess is that uh, typical for the people who are part of the group that they they have all, come from all different backgrounds. I think it's a big mix, yeah. yeah. And I remember the first event I ever attended when they went around the room and people introduced themselves. Everyone had a day job or a spouse that could support them, um, but we also have some famous writers in the area too that can earn a living at it. That's correct, and, and, and usually, um, unfortunately, it's hard to make a living with writing these days mm-hmm. unless you're somebody famous like Jamie Barker, who was kind enough to come and speak uh, at one of our prior meetings. So almost all of us have day jobs. Right. So. Oh, wow. Um, I guess uh, the part that like, uh, the community coming together, what, what type of writing community is this that people, um, have you discovered in your time with the group? Well, one thing we have is uh, we're an umbrella over eight or so critique groups. So people sometimes come out to the big group's events Mm -hmm. and then end up in a critique group and and never come back because what they really wanted was the support of a small group of people to read their writing, comment on it, and help them become better writers. But we still do monthly events Mm -hmm. and and socials and things like that. How how supportive is it of one another. I mean, do you, do you get a lot of support from the other members in the group? Do you find yeah? Yeah, I, like any group, any group that uh, we're not a dues charging organization, right. so it's a free open group. So people do come and go, mm-hmm. and you always have a small handful of people that really keep the group running. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a core group of people, I think, that that really have allowed this to exist for thirty years. It'll be almost thirty years. What did you say this year is the thirtieth anniversary? So, next year. so next year, next year yeah. yeah. So there's a core group of people that keep it functioning. We're always looking for more. So if anybody is interested, but I think the advantage of the group is that it is incredibly supportive and it's open to all genres, all levels. People who are published, people who are not published, people who just enjoy the written word. We're not going to turn anybody away. Uh-huh. Um, I guess you sort of touched on some of the groups um, can you talk a little bit about the meetings that you do have and some of the active uh, events that people can look forward uh, to during the course of it you know each month of the year sure um, most months we have an event at Slow Library on the second Tuesday of the month uh, and it's either a speaker some uh, maybe a published author uh, maybe an editor or a publisher um, sometimes we do panel discussions about self-publishing or social media or writing, editing, proofreading, that kind of thing. Um, Open readings, I think, are one of our most popular events now. People want to come out and share what they've written. Uh, We have enough people now that we limit everyone to five minutes each. (laughs) And uh, there's not a lot of critiquing that goes on at the open readings, uh, but I think it's good for people to to get up and, and read in front of a group. Last year we had the publisher of the Penn State Press come and speak, Patrick Alexander. Uh, Hugo and Nebula award-winning author uh, James Morrow, one of my favorites. Uh, editors of various magazines. Yeah, we've been fortunate. I mean, it's such a vibrant community with the university that we have a lot of uh, people who are willing to come and talk. And and then we also do have some socials uh, that we meet at Mad Mex. um, That's what? The The fourth Tuesday. The fourth Tuesday uh, in the evening. 
Um, and we pre- previously we had some breakfast socials, but those are on hold for right now as well. And uh, then the critique groups, and as far as their meetings, they vary by group. So we they're they're very genre specific. Those critique groups. So we have a poetry critique group. We have a fiction. Um, what else? There's a, is there a children's? I think there's a children's critique yeah. group. Literature, writing for kids, Christian writers. Ollie has a writers group. Fiction again. Yes, there's a wide variety. And I think right now they're all sort of full. Oh, so wow. yeah. if, I hope people are interested enough to start new critique groups. All it takes is, I would say, four or five people. Um, it's totally free-form how you want to run it. Uh, I know our poetry group, we exchange works every weekend and meet the following weekend, go around the table, read what you wrote, and then everyone reads their comments to you and gives you a hard copy back uh, so you can revise later. And I'm in a fiction critique group, and, and we do it a little differently because we write bigger works, so we write short stories and novels. And so we submit 10 pages uh, in advance. Um, one or two members of the group will submit a 10-page writing sample. Um, written comments are expected, and we meet every two weeks and go through those comments. Um, and it's they're very detailed critiques. We do both sort of editorial-type critiquing, proofreading, if you will, but also big-picture-type critiquing. And with a group that with a group that does that kind of level of detail, you can really only have six or seven people in a group. Um, otherwise, you know, you, there's just not enough time for everybody to submit. So we do mentor. So if somebody wants to form a critique group and they've never been in one before or they just have no idea how to start, um, we have had people come and observe our critique group with the intent of starting their own. We had someone who was interested in forming a romance um, critique group, and, and she came and, and observed how we did it. And, uh, and you can observe multiple different critique groups and, and pick a style that would suit your genre and suit your needs. So we're more than happy to do that as part of our supportive um, um, idea behind our Nittany Valley Writers Network. Um, I guess for each of you, what um, inspired you to take the path, writing path you did, like for, for you poetry and for you thrill, thrillers, and what, what um, inspired you to start <laughs> down those roads? I can't explain it myself. <laughs> I, I was a good student and wrote poetry from an early age, yeah. uh, so I became an engineer, uh, but I still love poetry, mm-hmm. and um, I would say everybody in my critique group has a fairly consistent style, they call it finding your voice as an author or a writer except me. <laughs> I think almost everything I do is different from everything else. Uh, I don't mind doing form poetry, rhyming and sonnets and things like that, uh, to free verse and blank verse and other things like that. And they're Tip-tip. wonderful. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So. I, I always wrote, I wrote yeah. short stories primarily in junior high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went through, I went through an intensive six-year BSMD program, mm-hmm. so I only spent two years at, at Penn State, but I made sure that in my limited amount of time there, I took a creative writing class while I was there, mm-hmm. and then everything went on hold during medical school, internship, residency, I just didn't have the time, and I finally got back to it. Um, about four years ago, it was on my bucket list of things to do was write the great American novel. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't exactly write the great American novel, but, <laughs> but I wrote a thriller, checked it off my bucket list, yeah. and then with a lot of encouragement from others, um, submitted it and got it published. And so, you know, I, I just am naturally drawn towards sort of high octane type 
type stories. I growing up, I loved Stephen King, and and um, a lot of my thrillers have a touch of horror in them as well. Yeah. So it's just what I enjoy. I, I write what I what I know and what I love. Yeah. Um, one thing you hear a lot about with writers is uh, the, how they write or their schedules or something. You know, given a lot of people in your group have jobs, full time jobs. What is your day like? Do you do, get up in the morning, first thing we have to write and then go to work, or how, how, how is it for, for each of you? I think the process is a, a very popular topic for writers yeah. to talk about. <laughs> over the years I've heard people say that they subscribe to uh, the morning pages idea, you get up first thing in the morning, write for a certain amount of time, and keep writing no matter what. Uh, I won't say I do that every morning, but uh, definitely when my poems are due to the critique group, I'm up early and, and working on it. So, so for me, um, my life is a little more chaotic as far as when I wrote my first book, I was still, I worked for the federal government, I did a lot of disaster work, so I would get deployed, if you want to use that word, for two weeks at a time, and so I really could not subscribe to a particular schedule. I, I treated it as something that was important to me and did it every day. But I did it when I could. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if I could get 10 minutes, I got 10 minutes. If I could sit down and get four hours, I got four hours. And I didn't beat myself up if I could only get 10 minutes because that's real life. Um, now I'm part time. And so, again, I, I treat it as a job. I do something writing related every day. But it's not realistic for me to say that I'm going to get up, sit down, and I'm not going to quit till I write 20 pages because my life doesn't work that way. So I think the key for any writer, what they really want to know when they're talking about the process, is that you have to you have to want it, you have to be serious about it, and you have to put it on your schedule like you would anything else. But for goodness sakes, don't don't beat yourself up if you can't get it done. Yeah, and that's I guess where a group like the Writing Network comes in because um, writers it, it can beat yourselves up a lot and and to have a, a support team and and that, that's probably that's vital I think for I think and, so yeah and it's it's a lonely thing sometimes to be seeing a, at your desk with a blank screen or whatever blank page that's what drove me to the writers yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get thanked in some people's books they thank the network oh, just yeah. for being oh, there to, to have someone to talk to that's good. Yeah, yeah. What I guess what that uh, what have, are there any moments or highlights for you in, as in the time you've, you've been within networks that have stood out to you in terms of either support you received or critiques or anything that have uh, been a highlight moment or two for, for your time? I will say that um, when my first book was published, which was April of 2016, mm-hmm. I had a book launch party, and it was um, so lovely. Mark came and <laughs> to see members of the network there, and it was just wonderful to share even my low level of success, but to share my success with a group that helped so much so um, and they've been very supportive at all my launches since so I think that just it always gives you a nice thrill when people can share in your in your success I think I'll say that in my poetry critique group uh, everyone is publishing except me because I'm not trying (laughs) Um, and two of them have gotten pushcart nominations which Mm is a nice poetry uh, prize Um, we've done some chapbooks we did a poetry reading with Chuck Fong's Diner Art in Belfont one time, and I did a chapbook for that. We also printed some pamphlets for distributing in waiting rooms <laughs> around town. And uh, and also I should mention the, 
the Telepoem booth. I was hoping you mentioned that. I was yeah, going to say that if you didn't. Which was uh, arranged by people in my critique group and some others. Uh, and it started out in uh, Webster's bookstore, and it's now at the Makery in downtown State College. Uh, so it's a compilation of, I think, a couple hundred poems by local uh, poets. It, you can hear read to you over the telephone in the booth, not at home. <laughs> and it's wonderful, too. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's great. Wow. Um, I, so, I want to wrap up, talk about um, the yeah, book or books that maybe have impacted your lives. I know as writers you probably read a lot. Um, is there anything either as a, a child or more recently that has made an impact on you or in your career? <laughs> I can remember a book I read when I was 15 years old called Girdle, Escher, and Bach, a mathematician, artist, and musician. Pulitzer Prize winning book uh, that I think appealed to the engineering, computer, math side of me and the literary poetry kind of side too. I love that book. I was a voracious reader when I was a child and I actually read less now than I did as a child um, ever since I went to medical school. So, uh, But the, the first book that I remember having a huge impact on my psyche was The Lord of the Flies. Oh. Which was required reading in school, but uh, it, it it gave me that sense of existentialist dread, that horror, that oh my gosh, the world is not necessarily a nice, safe place. Which up to that age, I had not, it had not, I had not realized. And so that sensation is the sensation that I try to get through in my own books. Um, so, so I, that's the first one I remember impacting me in a very profound way. Yeah, as guys said, that's an inch, it's a legion. Did that lead you down the road of being a thriller Probably. writer, or not having <laughs> sort of having sort of a dark that, sense oh, yeah. to it? There, yes, yes, yes so, it but. probably did. And I'm sure the Hunger Games serves the same purpose for children of this, this age. Yeah, it seems yeah. like there's a lot. Of, yeah, or, I don't know. If the, dystopia genre is pretty big on the dystopia yeah, it's, thing, but it's starting stuff, to burn yeah, out actually but it's, but, yeah, maybe yeah. we need a little bit more good feelings <laughs> um, are there other things you want to talk about the group uh, mention about or how people maybe uh, who are interested can get in, get involved yeah let me say that uh, it was started in 1990 by a woman named Sherry Hogan Dudick in her living room and uh, she ran it for 10 years or more um and over the years, there have been hundreds of people, of course, coming through the network. Uh, I wanted to read this one sentence we have in our newsletter uh, that predates me, but I think explains the group. It's, the Nittany Valley Writers Network is a sharing, supportive, inspiring community linking local writers of all genres and levels of experience, expert and novice, published and hopeful. So that was a nice little capsule summary. Uh, we do send out a, a monthly newsletter it's easy for people to get on our list and uh, let Jen talk about yeah probably we don't have a website because once again we don't charge any dues so we don't have any operating budget or anything like that but we do have a very active Facebook page so if you go on Facebook and just type in Nittany Valley Writers Network you can follow our page we post all of our events on there um, at the events you can sign up for the newsletter as well so and you can um, definitely message us so if you have any questions um, you can message us through the Facebook page that's you, that's probably the easiest way to get started I know uh, any other questions at SCLO, I'm sure people at SCLO, the staff would be happy to... Yes, and they've been very supportive of <laughs> yeah. hosting our monthly meetings and things yeah. of that nature. So they've been wonderful. They helped with uh, helped us bring J.D. Barker in as well. That was a great event. Well, Mark and Jen, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to another great year of events with the Nittany Valley Writers Network. And uh, 
some good luck on your <laughs> the writing uh, writing careers. Thank, thank, thank you, so you David. We'll Thanks have for having us. Thank you. We'll have to get you to come talk sometime. Uh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> sure to check out the Nittany Valley Writers Network. The organization has a Facebook page. It has a newsletter you can sign up for so you can make sure you know of all the events happening. They have other outings and they meet beyond Sklo. They, they meet at some restaurants just to mingle and have some social events like that. So, But uh, it's starting in March, the meetings will be happening again at, at Sklo. So you, if you love writing or love hearing about people talk about their writing, it, it's a great organization to become involved with. They bring in guest speakers, as Mark and Jen were talking about. So be sure to, to find out more about the Nittany Valley Writers Network. Other events happening at SCLO, speaking of writers, uh, for children in grades one, or grades first grade through sixth grade, the Write and Illustrate Your Own Book Contest is continuing until March 12th. So children could submit their work, have a chance for their work to be part of the SCLO collection. On Saturday, January 26th, in our children's activity room, it's Elementary Explorers from 2 to 4 p.m. It's a STEM-based activity. Again, it's for grades 1 through 6. On Sunday, January 27th, if you're age 12 years or older, uh, you can register register for our winter reading program. This is a new program SCLO is having for teens and adults. It's similar to summer reading, so you can register online create uh, your own goals, go on quests, and have be eligible to win some great prizes. We have gift cards to some great restaurants and other places in the region. So it's the first time we're trying this. It's a winter reading program for teens and adults. You can register starting on January 27th, and that continues until the end of March. Center County Reads kicks the events kick off on Tuesday, January 29th with We're going to be showing the documentary Winged Migration starting at 6 p.m. in our community room. Of course, there's a whole host of events happening around uh, Center County Reads at SCLO and other places. So, And, of course, the book is Vulture by Katie Fallon, and she will be visiting April 4th and having a talk at the Nittany Lion Inn. So be sure there will be a brochure. If it's not uh, at the desks and at the library now, they will be very soon. We'll have mention when the discussion groups are happening, the writing contest. There's a writing contest involved there. Speaking of writing, another opportunity for writers. And uh, just a bunch of events. We have events happening at Shavers Creek, Millbrook Marsh. This is going to be an exciting book for Center County Reads this year again. But events kick off on Tuesday, January 29th with, uh, with our showing of the documentary Winged Migration. And since we've had some nasty weather, might as well put in a plug uh, if you know you can't get outside and you don't want to travel because of the snow don't don't forget our digital library we have overdrive ebooks e audiobooks and of course canopy free uh, video streaming all, all you need is a library card for those those uh to get access to the over overdrive and canopy so if it's snows out and you don't want to be driving around and come to the library be sure to check that out and check out our website, sclolibrary.org. All our events are posted on there and other news and information. Social media, of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, the podcast. And we'd love to hear from you, what you think. So send us a message for that. 
So until next time, stay warm and hopefully enjoy the snow. And uh, if we see, hope to see you at Slow Library.